Hey there, and welcome to the very first episode of the Holistic Health and Fitness Podcast. My name's Olga, and I'll be delivering raw and honest content to you guys on a weekly basis in order to help you improve your holistic health. In order to do so, I will be delving into my personal experiences that I've come across in my life that have helped shape my views on health and fitness and additionally my personal experiences within the gym and with my clients as well. I'll be talking about evidence-based practice and talking about new research that is coming up and how I'm utilizing it within my own training programs and my clients. So I do have a little goal at the moment to read five studies a week. So you guys will be hearing hearing all about that. And lastly, common sense. So I believe sometimes it can be lacking within some trainers within the industry. So you know, you've got to remember that your clients have families or that they have various lifestyle factors or different goals to you. Not everyone is looking to get as jacked as possible. Sometimes people are training for energy and lifestyle. And I believe that taking into account specific goals is extremely important and these varying lifestyle factors need to be looked at in order to create the best training program for each individual client. So just a little about me, I am 27, I've been working as a fitness professional for five years now and I'm currently in my final year of my bachelor's in health. I've been studying nutritional medicine so I'm super pumped to be sharing my knowledge with you guys when I finish that which is so close. I'm just going to talk a little bit about my business Meraki Movement. So I run boot camps and personal training on Sydney's Northern Beaches in Curl Curl and in Mort Bay Park overlooking the gorgeous Harbour Bridge. We get a beautiful view of the sunrise every morning. In addition to that, I do have some private clients that I visit in their homes and I also take a corporate session in the CBD. So Meraki is a Greek word and it does mean to put your love, soul and creativity into something, to put a little piece of yourself into your work and I can wholeheartedly say that I do so every day with my clients. I try to get them the best results that they can possibly achieve with the tools that they have and the lifestyles they lead. I want to be somebody that they can trust and rely on to give them good quality information and know that their long-term health is my goal not just a quick 10-week photo that I can put up on my website and get referrals from so I honestly do just want them to have long-term health benefits and as mentioned previously be able to play with their kids and perform extremely well at work and that is basically my underlying motivation for my business. So the training within Meraki Movement is predominantly strength-based. I do enjoy strength training myself. I have a love for it and obviously it's got a lot of benefits. So it helps you to build nice, strong bones. It helps you to build strong muscles and improve in your lifting with 
increasing muscle mass, it does actually help to boost your metabolism as well. So you're able to eat more. With all these benefits, I really don't know how anyone wouldn't be strength training. I feel like they'd be missing out a little bit if they weren't. Um, So that is the gist of what we do at Meraki. In addition to that, I do hold some boxing classes, some skipping classes, a little bit of high-intensity interval training, but the sole focus is strength training. I do encourage my clients to partake in external practices outside of training. So they need to be eating optimally to support muscle growth and I encourage more sleep for recovery. Lastly, mindset is huge. So I need them to have that inner fire, those inner drivers and beliefs. Without that, it can be hard to commit to training regularly. So I do encourage them to talk to me about why they're there and what inspires or motivates them to keep pushing in each session. So why have I chosen to talk about holistic health and fitness? The reason I've chosen to do so is because I do think that a lot of us are striving for a balance of these three elements. So we do want nice, wholesome nutrition that's going to fuel us optimally throughout the day and support our training. We want to be training regularly and improving and efficiently be putting on muscle in the gym. We want a good headspace. We want a strong mindset, be goal-driven and goal-orientated in order to perform well in our sessions and to make sure we don't miss a session. If you don't set yourself up well and don't have those goals behind you, how do you expect to partake in this exercise regime on a daily basis? Motivation's not always going to be there. It can slag here or there. So we need to set ourselves up well and think about what our inner drivers and inner beliefs are. So I'm going to draw out any relevant experiences that I've had, which may have shaped my ideas on health and fitness so that you can understand why I do use some of these specific methods for my own training to get the results that I want to get. So just because I do it a particular way doesn't mean it's the only way and, you know, it's not the only format that fitness can be done. There's, you know, different opinions out there And there's no one cookie cutter approach. I don't want to sound super preachy or like a know-it-all. And basically a little bit of a background story and context is going to help you guys understand the way that health and fitness has been delivered to me. Here's my journey and my story. I've always been an active girl. I guess I was quite athletic as a kid or I also was an avid food lover. Apparently there is a very momentous um, historic event. The first time I ate pancakes, apparently my whole face was just shaking and I was like clenching my teeth. It was all getting very aggressive and I was just absolutely stoked to be eating pancakes so I always loved food and I always loved moving around I think it was just in my bones and in my blood I'm not going to bore you with all my sporting details and like create this epic list of 
sport that I partook in. I did play a lot of sport, but I'll just pick out a few, uh, I guess, sporting moments in my life that shaped where I am today. So it all started in primary school and I was part of a soccer team which consisted of about two or three girls and the rest was just all guys. So I think every other chick at school was playing netball. So it was cool to, you know, be a little bit different and do what I what I loved. I guess that's a common theme in my life, doing things a little bit differently. I guess that's definitely followed through into my adulthood. And then I went on to play soccer a little bit more competitively in this epic team. We had a super strong team that stayed together for pretty much most of us for about seven years. So I played soccer for seven years. It taught me about discipline. It taught me about getting into training once a week and, yeah, committing to a team of people. At about 18 years of age, as you do, I pretty much just started drinking and partying and kind of just enjoying that side of life. Obviously, if that goes up, then my health started to slip a little bit, more sleepless nights, less uh, soccer, stopped that altogether. And I, I pretty much just cared about the way I looked. It wasn't about training to be healthy or fit. It was more just to look good for when I was going out. So it was all very superficial. And I think I was just doing a little bit of running just to stay, stay lean in 2012, I undertook a charity bike ride. So the bike ride started in Sydney and we cycled to Brisbane. From here, we flew over to Los Angeles and we cycled from Los Angeles to the state of New York. The bike ride took two months in total and we were cycling for about eight hours each day. It was for a Greek charity called El Bitha. I decided to do the bike ride because my dad had organized it and was planning to do this trip solo and was also going to add an extra segment in Europe as well. So what insane human decides to do that solo? I don't know, but pretty much I joined him out of, you know, fear for him being on the road solo. It's not the safest thing to be doing. And I started training three months uh, prior to the trip and yeah then pretty much had to get into it and enjoy it from there I haven't told tons of people about the trip because initially when we started I would tell people and I always had this feeling that they they didn't believe that I could achieve it and most of my friends were super positive but there was you know one friend I had who really doubted that I could complete the bike ride. I guess she did think that I couldn't complete it because it probably was so outrageous. So I did utilize that as fire to, you know, push me on the rides on the harder days of the trip. The trip in total was an insane experience. So, you know, going through the Arizona desert and seeing so much of America that you didn't know existed, so much gorgeous scenery and 
not only that, but it was an insane um, realisation as to what capabilities we have physically and mentally. Within the first seven days, I was so sore that I did not think I could get on that bike again, let alone complete another seven or eight hours of riding. In addition to that, you do get a little bit of the old chafe on the bottocks. So that was actually pretty damn painful. And yeah, having to get back on the bike again after that was, yeah, not the most fun experience. There was some insane undulating hills. So, you know, hills that just keep going and going. And when you're cycling for that long, you have some some thoughts like, can we you know, just give up. I'm I'm happy to just, you know, get on the next plane home. But at the end of the day, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool to test those, those mental or psychological barriers and push through. And I think that set a theme for the rest of, you know, my life, I guess, that we are in, or we are, sorry, we are capable of achieving great things. There were tears and there was many joyous moments wrapped up. It was an incredible experience and, yeah, I would never take it back. It was insane. So I am forever, yeah, grateful for that particular experience. After that, again, There was a little bit of a contrast. I then went to Europe and, you know, it was pretty much just partying and around the Greek islands, Mykonos, Ibiza, visited some family in Greece. Uh, We went to Spain, Germany, Oktoberfest, yada, yada, yada. By this stage, I was feeling pretty grotty. Uh, We did seven months of traveling in total, my bike ride, and then on to Europe with my cousin for about four months. And I was just eating baguettes and drinking and I just felt so congested. And I think I put on about seven or eight kilos. I just was not in a good way in terms of health. So I decided to make a change and I started decreasing my portion sizes and Uh, eating a little bit healthier. I started reading a book on the meat industry and, you know, how antibiotics are fed to the chickens and then we are consuming that chicken and the effects on the body. And I decided to set myself a little little challenge of uh, meat-free for four weeks. I ended up just doing it, yeah, as mentioned, just for a quick little challenge and soon realized that morally I just didn't think if I, you know, could kill a, could I personally kill a animal and eat it, and I realized I couldn't. So that was pretty much the basis for my predominantly plant-based diet, and I've stuck to that since then. So it was literally just a four-week challenge, and now it's more of a lifestyle that I lead. On returning home, I knew that I wanted to be a personal trainer. So I knew how much, how passionate I was about health and fitness and I wanted to live and breathe that. So I decided to apply for a job and I ended up doing a little trial there and I got knocked back for the job. So 
I did about three weeks with them and it was basically like a mentorship where they assess you and basically I just wasn't confident enough at confident enough at the time and I was super disappointed because I I felt like it was a bit of a mental block that I couldn't get through. I was too shy to interact with the clients properly. But all in all, uh, I ended up progressing insanely from there. So I started working on my confidence and I then one year later applied for another job and ended up getting it and stayed there for two years. In that particular time, I ended up helping a couple of clients lose up to 20 kilos and many other clients lose, you know, up to 10 kilos and learned a whole bunch about calories that they were very calorie focused because it was more of a weight loss gym, I guess. And also I learned a lot about strength training. So this is where my love for strength training initiated. I'm just going to take two quick steps backward here. So obviously my love for fitness contributed to why I wanted to become a trainer. But I do remember being a young kid. I think I was about 11 or 12 and one of my uncles was severely overweight and he did pass away. I'm sure if he did look after his health a little bit more that that wouldn't have been the case. And I remember asking him if he wanted to... Uh, improve his fitness and I I think I said something like hey do you want to just like go around the block like let's do a little little walk along the block and around the block sorry and in hopes of improving his fitness and I think I I used to say okay well next time I come over we're gonna go for a walk so although I had no tact about it I was very passionate about helping him and I wanted to improve his lifestyle and and help him. So that was a major contributor to why I am so passionate about health. Anywho, back to my job experience. So within that first studio, I was super passionate and energetic and motivated, getting people results, learning as much as possible. I really did enjoy my first two years as a trainer there and realized it was the perfect job for me. I was able to inspire and motivate people and deal with people in particular. I absolutely loved it, but I was ready to have a little bit more flexibility in the way of program design. So I wanted to design my own programs a little bit more. So that's when I then went into another studio in the CBD and worked for uh, at a little altitude chamber. So within this altitude chamber, it was high altitude and the purpose was to improve people's performance at altitude. So when they go overseas to do treks and reduce their lightheadedness and dizziness and fatigue. In this same studio, there was also a high intensity interval training room where we delivered, you know, uh, battle rope style workouts or medicine ball workouts so it was very different to what I was doing initially but I was still loving it and in addition to that I had my own personal training where I was doing a lot of strength work with my clients. From here I decided I wanted more 
I wanted to challenge myself in a business sense as well. And I decided to quit and start Meraki Movement. Obviously, it was super nerve wracking. I pretty much was taking a huge jump and a huge risk. But at the time, I guess I didn't care because I knew that I needed to be more creative. I wanted to create my own brand and my own logo and I wanted to be responsible for everything. So, yeah, it's it's still going now. So I'm pretty stoked. People must like it, right? Um, so I'm pretty proud and especially proud of my clients. They've A lot of them have stuck with me since the start. As I have delved into what we do at Meraki, I will go into another personal experience that has shaped my views on health and fitness. And it was my most recent experience, which was partaking in a bodybuilding competition. So I basically was feeling like I hadn't given myself a challenge in a little while and asked my my mate what I should do. And she said, you know, since your first job, you've always been saying you want to do a bodybuilding competition. So I think that you should go for it. So pretty much the very next day I started training for it and I hired a coach, but I decided that our values were a little bit different. So he wanted me to cut out, you know, sauces and fruit a little bit later on in the evening. And with my knowledge that I had or have on nutrition, I know that unless, you know, your metabolism uh, is a little bit slower due to any metabolic conditions and it's predominantly calories in versus calorie ex, uh, caloric ex, energy expenditure. So sorry, a little bit of a word muffle. So I then started the journey solo and I'm super proud that I did because I was able to keep in fruit. I, w- I upped my micronutrient intake, so all my vegetables. I was eating probably a lot less protein than a lot of typical bodybuilders would eat and was just listening to my body and how well it was recovering. And I ended up losing seven and a half kilos in 10 weeks. I I think if I could do it again, I would definitely take a little bit longer. I don't think it was the smartest thing to do doing it so quickly. It was mentally grueling. I was doing up to two and a half hours of cardio daily and obviously reducing my calorie intake. I I did love pushing my body to the limits though and I definitely trained a lot more consistently having that particular goal in mind. I was super proud because I did end up winning two of the comps that I entered and also uh, for the sports model category I received two bronze so they were all the events that I entered and I did place in each one so I was stoked doing that without a coach and it's definitely uh, created a little bit of a goal-driven monster in me and I'm, I'm ready to do another one but I'm going to do it a lot smarter take my time I'm going to take Uh, a year to build up some muscle and then compete in my next competition. 
a huge contributor to me pushing so hard within that 10-week block was my clients. I wanted to show them that when you put in the effort, you reap the reward. And I do believe that my clients exude this week in, week out. They push so hard in their sessions and they try so hard to maintain a healthy and balanced lifestyle and nutrition outside of their sessions. I ensure that they're educated to know what foods are going to benefit them, why we're doing things, what is the why behind these strategies that we are doing or these goals that we're writing down on a weekly basis. Two super important things I forgot to talk about are that I do partake in some ninja training. So I train at a ninja gym and it is one of the funnest things that I do, helps me build my upper body endurance. In addition to that, I do bouldering as well. So again, that's targeted or targeting your upper body and improves muscular endurance Uh, my forearms have gotten a lot stronger, my grip strength, shoulders, back, all of the above. And these two things are something that I love so much. And I guess it makes me realize that in terms of my bodybuilding stuff, that is a separate kind of goal that I like to challenge myself mentally with. But the, uh, the ninja stuff and the bouldering is something that I do because I truly love it. And you need that in your training. You need to attend your sessions and know that you are just there having an awesome time. So I don't set myself any particular routines. With my strength training, I have programs that I abide strictly to, but there are two sessions throughout the week where I just do anything and just, yeah, love it up really. Thank you so much for tuning into the very first episode of the Holistic Health and Fitness Podcast. It's been amazing and I hope that you guys got a little bit out of that. Obviously, that was just a little introduction and there's so much more to come in terms of nutritional knowledge, strength training knowledge, lifestyle and mindset. So please tune in and don't be afraid to send any feedback through the more feedback through, the faster I can improve at this stuff. And I want you all to remember that health isn't about just that quick little juice cleanse you did or that immense extreme training session that you did that one month. It's a continuum, so you've got to continually work at it, chip away, stay consistent, and you will attain your health and fitness goals. Adios.